hello everyone good morning once again so i'm coming to you all the way from the throne of god to bring to you this morning's kingdom message i hope we are all doing very well i pray that the word of god will speed ahead and i pray that his word will be honored wherever it goes in the mighty name of jesus i pray for thanksgiving amen and um, so the first element of love is one prayers and fasting prayers and fasting so um jesus the chief husband prayed and fasted for his wife that is the church and this can be found in matthew chapter 14 23 mark chapter 135 and a string of many biblical texts points to the fact that jesus always went into the hills by himself to pray the first and most important duty of every head and husband is prayer now a prayerless man is a powerless man prayers fully empower a man to be that of which his creator has destined him to be when a husband prays he is empowered to walk in the steps of the chief husband successfully now prayers are the only way to go in wisdom and favor with God and all other people. In Luke chapter 2, verse 52, you realize that um, Jesus worked in wisdom and in favor. And every husband would need to work in wisdom, that is one, so that you'll be able to know how to productively handle issues at home without strife. Okay, and the line of word is strife. And then he also needs favor, number two, with God. So that you'll be able to get prompt answers from him anytime he calls upon him and um, matters pertaining to his family and other like important things. And then number three, he needs favor with people, which um will also um affect his wife to be able to serve him um, wholeheartedly. Okay. The chief husband knew that humanly speaking, it is impossible to be that husband that God had called him to be. But with God, everything is possible. That is why he prayed often. Okay. Now, the only way to succeed as a husband is to pray constantly. Not when a problem arises, but to pray constantly. According to Mark chapter 1 and verse 35, it will be learned that um, the chief husband went every night to pray and in the morning to do his work. Okay. Now, if you claim you are a husband, and you can't do at least one hour of prayers and reading the Bible daily, then you are not in marriage. Key word is daily. One hour is the least time Jesus demanded from his disciples according to Matthew chapter 26 verse 40. Just one hour of prayers and studying scriptures. He always sought the face of the Father before embarking on his duties. He never went out before praying. He also asked his wife to keep watch with him in Matthew 26 verse 38. So he pulled her along with him. Now, in every element that I mentioned, I would also point out the need for power to be able to execute that element. Okay, so um, in th with the element of um, um, praying and fasting for his wife, I would want to define the power that you need before i come to talk about um the power okay now um 
Peter loved Jesus, okay, and he seemed to be a good friend who always interacted with him. There's a school of thought that he was the one who slew the servants here in the garden. Now, Peter was the kind of friend who would fight for you and stand by your side. He would not allow anything to harm you. Um, so um, these were all in his heart to do for his friend. He would not allow his friend to die because for, for him, death was destructive. Okay. Now, Peter was with Jesus during his transfiguration. Peter was there when Jesus walked on the sea. Peter was there when Jesus calmed the gale and he believed wholeheartedly in Jesus. Peter was the one who gave the revelation through um, revelation that God gave. Okay. Now, Peter believed also that Jesus is God's Messiah and the son of the living God. Peter had no doubt whatsoever about Jesus. Now, in the face of destructive death and the intimidating leaders of religion, he lacked what it takes to face them. With all his experiences with his friend and good intentions, he could not be that good person that he wanted to be. Peter felt weak and inadequate standing side by side with the high and mighty religious leaders. There was nothing he could do about his personal love and intended defense for his friend. He wished he could help, but all his purposes were trapped in his heart. Now, Peter followed um, Jesus all the way through the trial when the others scattered. His heart was with his Savior, but he had no inner strength to bring his thoughts to action. Peter never stopped loving Jesus, not even when he denied him thrice. Peter never stopped loving Jesus. Peter wished he could defend his friend to the end, but it was only a wishful thinking. Now see how he was ashamed when Jesus asked him for the third time or he asked him three times if he loved him. His final answer was, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Now Peter knew Jesus knew that he sincerely loved him. It was fear that held Peter back. Fear intimidated Peter so that he could not do all that his heart desired. Fear limited Peter and made him appear like a liar and a coward and a wicked one. Fear inhibits people to seem like what they are not. But when they are empowered, they enact their heart desires and become what and who they really, really are. Power enables them to be what they are. So now look at this. So now Jesus came back to help him. In Acts 1 verse 8, we learn that Jesus said, But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and also the uttermost part of the earth. Peter was told the disciples to wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. They did, and they received power. So now look, Peter has changed. Peter was now empowered to love Jesus. That is what he did. That is how he loved. He went about emphasizing the works of his friend. He healed the lame at the beautiful gate. He stood up to the rulers, elders, and scribes to defend his friend. Be it known unto you all that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified. That was Peter speaking. Now Peter was bold enough to stand up to them when he said who he trembled before a maid. Peter now had power to send out the mourners and raise the Bethel's life just as he saw his master do at Jairus' house. This was all Peter needed, power, to reveal that faithful friend he sincerely was. Now the message is, tarry in Jerusalem to receive power. Tarry in your quiet time, a great while before morning. 
tarry in prayer to receive power to be. Fear will portray you as the worst beast on earth. Fear will restrict your good works. Fear will limit you to wishes. Tarry in Jerusalem. Okay, men, are you ready to be husbands? Because it takes power to be and to love. Now, no thinking man marries a woman with the intention of leaving her or with the mindset that the marriage would fail someday. Every sane man has a desire to make things work. Okay, now, every wise man would take his marriage counseling lessons seriously. And even when at the altar, sincerely will make his vows intending to keep them. Every real man like Peter intends to love and keep his marriage. But it is not about the knowledge acquired through counseling. Neither is it about the experiences from relatives and friends. Those advices are good. And when he did too, they may result in a kind of success. But you would realize that without power, you would never be able to be prosperous at all. Without power, you'd be provoked and you would lose control of yourself and embarrass yourself. Without power, you keep on apologizing until you get fed up and will not want to apologize anymore. And that would also be another problem. Without power, your ideal marriage would only exist in your head and the divorce will not solve the problem. Jesus came to help Peter to love him. Let Jesus help you love your wife. Let Jesus help you love your family. Peter believed in the Son of God, yet needed power to stand up for and defend him. You believe in the knowledge you have acquired through this book or other literature or other marriage materials, counseling, advice from the wise, experiences you have, all those things, you believe in them. But you need power to implement them. You need power to prove your right intentions to your partner. Being challenged by the one who is constantly at war with the spirit, that is your flesh, one is bound to make mistakes. But these are reduced because of the power one possesses. Otherwise, it would be a catastrophe. Once again, I want to put the limelight on Peter. Now, after receiving power to love Jesus, he was asked to go into Cornelius' home. Now, while he was there, the Holy Spirit disclosed his acceptance of even Gentiles by pouring out to the entire household his spirit so that those who believe spoke in diverse tongues and magnified God um, according to Acts chapter 10 verse 1 to 48. After this encounter, this empowered fellow in Galatians 2 11 to 21 was reprimanded by Paul for behaving cowardly. When he first came to Antioch, Peter was eating with the uncircumcised Gentile Christians. Afterwards, when some friends of James came around, Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles anymore. Why? Because he was afraid of criticism from these people who always insisted on the necessity of circumcision. Paul described this as hypocrisy. So if even an empowered man like Peter can forget himself and commit this blunder, you can imagine what a man without power at all can do. No one said the power would make you a saint. That's not what I'm saying. That's not the point I'm trying to make. But the power will make you rise above mediocrity. And you will prosper remarkably than you would ever have done without it. Okay. So that's the point I'm trying to raise here. So every, every husband needs the power to execute the task that um, God has asked him to do. And according to this first element of you know, praying and fasting for his wife. Jesus did this often, okay? When your altar is alive and active, no other altar can dictate to you. When you pray, 
altars from your father's house or maternal house will not be able to dictate to you and you will not be influenced by them. When you pray, you will be only be influenced by the Holy Spirit to love your wife the way God wants her to be loved and not, and not be hurt or manhandled the way other altars will dictate to you. No matter how fetish or dark your family or her family altars are, when you are a man of your own altar, you cannot be influenced so that you will, you will not use the other things to, you know, insult her or, you know, like see things that will not bring love to the family okay if you find yourself in such a position you should know that you are losing your power and exhibiting your powerlessness okay now this is a lesson i took from the patriarchs in exodus 28 verse 21 when the high priest was going to pray in the tabernacle his priestly garments had stones seven as reminders for the 12 tribes of israel he was to intercede for them on a daily basis so this is it. Husbands, carry reminders of your wife and your children into your secret place to intercede for them on a daily basis. For this is pleasing to the Lord. I'd like to end because my time is way up. I pray that God will keep you and God will guide you and God will cause his face to shine upon you. May you receive power to pray and intercede for your wife in Jesus' name. Have a lovely day and stay blessed because you are blessed. Amen.